All right, we're on the consent calendar. Twelve, and I understand there is a question on one of the items, and then we'll look for consent of the board to move right through it. I, I just wanted to pull twelve point six. That's it. You want to pull twelve point six? Yeah. All right. Is there any other uh, items we need to pull? 12.6. All right, so all uh, the others are approved as written. We're looking at 12.6. Is that being moved to the action item then? Okay. It's going to renumber. So it looks like it renumbered them. Yes, yes. It's now thirteen point two. All right. So moving to uh, yes. If I can put it first, um, then the hearing and the budget will still be in sequence. Yes. Good. Thank you. Actually, did we need to skip 11.3? Because we skipped 11.3 on the agenda. Go back to 11.2, accreditation update that's been taken care of. We have the presentation. Yes, forgive me. Looking at uh, board policy 2360 on 11.3. Would you like to look at one before the other, or let's do let's open 2360. This is the uh, first reading of. Board policy 2360. Any discussion on this? My question is, uh, is this unanimous support of the committee? This was the uh, recommendation of the, the committee. Unanimously? I, Kyle, were you... It came out of the hands of the committee when Dr. Kraft said that we shouldn't be writing policy and that he would present something to us. So this actually came from Dr. Kraft. When we actually recommended that the changes be made, then the actual writing went to the staff. Right. Uh, Carolee, maybe you can help I got me a, a little bit. I got a couple different versions from members of the right. committee, and I kind of condensed them and reformatted them to our standard. Um, this version, uh, I thought, was the final recommended version. Yeah, so I, I, just to set this record straight, I, I believe this to be the recommendation of the committee, and that's why I forwarded it. it there was a lot of uh, undecidedness, I would say, you know, with the committee, and we had that conversation. So th this is a, a blend. I guess maybe the, that's, it might be a moot point. If you're, if you're comfortable with it and you feel good about it, then... It changed nothing yeah. in terms of uh, the amount. What they took off based on the parliamentarian, uh, we had major points. That we had major discussion. No, we took off major discussion points. We did take that off ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah, this is basically the, the language isn't the same, but this is basically what we presented. Um, but at some point it did kind of get taken out of our hands and that you would bring something forward. So I guess we could ju just all agree that maybe this is that then. Well, my, my question is in terms of uh, the amount, and the level of support for the health benefits, that did not change. No, 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 we're on minutes, we're minutes. Oh, well, Sorry. no wonder it didn't okay. look right. Okay, move approval. That one I was okay with. Yes. Sure. 
for a second as the information, so this will come back well, to this, us. Just for a second. This is a discussion. This is a discussion item. Yeah, so no. Uh, oh, we're not making it. No, no. This is first reading. That's correct. All right. Okay. So everybody's, uh, yes, you have a comment. I just, Amy? there's just one thing that I'd like to talk about possibly adding. Um, I'm really happy to take off discussion because we've saw, you know, how difficult it is to capture discussion. Um, but I am wondering about adding um, major topics presented, which I notice Carolee's already kind of shifted to that, and that doesn't seem to be controversial just to say, um, for example, in the constituency reports um, or the board reports, the topics that were presented. And I think the benefit of that is that then people can go, if they've uploaded a report, they can go and read the full report. But it's a tickler, like, this is what they presented. These are the topics. And if you want to learn more, then you can go read the full uh, report. Um, but to have nothing for the constituency reports at all, I'm, I'm concerned about that. So I think, I think, and I, I hear what you're saying. You could, you, you could do that. Um, but I guess my thought is this is saying, here's what we must have. But if we choose to, or if Carolee chooses to, or however it happens, we could always add, but I think what this is saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that this is what we feel policy-wise must be in those minutes. I, You know, because we could just keep go adding, 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 um, and try to pick at, you know, all the things that we should have, but I think if we just keep it simple at what we must have, to me that would, I think I'd be happier with that. I, I have a problem with both of those things because we're right back to the same argument we were having before. Well, who's going to decide which topics are, you know, worthy of being mentioned? And, and if Amy thought, you know, five of them should have been mentioned, I think only two, we're going to be arguing about the minutes again. If we say, oh, no, this is the minimum and you can add whatever you want, we're, and we're in the same place. So you're this right. should say this is all we're going to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I, I definitely think that whatever's here is what we're going to have um, because if we say that this is the minimum but we can add more, then we could go back to having discussion um, captured. Um, I don't think we've had any problem with the minutes since we've just had topics listed. Um, and I'd actually like to hear from, well, there's only one constituency left, but how, you know, they would feel about having nothing under the board report in the minutes. Um, well, I so I guess what's not clear to me is whether this is something that can actually happen or is, the, is there something in the software that's not going to allow the report to be part of the minutes. And... Um. I'll find a workaround. I'll make it work. The okay. technology should not interfere with the Okay, the because but I guess I'm just curious if um, if it were just there as part of my report, how would it, uh, I think, I mean, my preference is that it be in the minutes. Otherwise, it's just there as a kind of record of what went on in the meeting. That Where would it live otherwise, I guess? Is my um, it lives as backup. Okay, like as the backup doc. That's right. You had shared that with me previously. Right. Well, my preference would be in minutes. We can talk about what that might look like. If, if I, 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 I don't think to put your report in the minutes is only going to create, it comes back and it doesn't look, I mean, you provide something in writing, maybe it gets attached or it becomes part of, part of what took place in that meeting. But, you know, other boards that I sit on, it's their a report would be attached, but it would not be included in the minutes. The minutes are only the business of the... Right, you know, and, specifically. and if every constituency wants their report in the minutes and then the vice They're presidents no want their report in the minutes, and then it's not really the minutes anymore. It's a collection yeah. of reports, and it belongs in the backup document. Right. As long, I think what Amanda's concerned about is that uh, it's part of the record for that meeting. Indeed, that is. So that's, that's that my fits. primary concern. Yeah. And, it, and the backup documents are. Okay. And I wasn't sure if in this board doc system oh. what that was going to yeah, look they, like. They'll just continue to live. Okay. Correct. Yeah, 
but, I mean, but under minutes, it would have, so for example, you know, any one of us, it would have, let's say it's Amanda Badgett's report. Under the minutes, there would be nothing, and somebody would have to go and read the full report to find out what she had to say, correct? So I guess I just have a concern about that, that to not even have the topic or major topics of her or anybody else's reports listed, what triggers somebody to see that in the minutes and think, oh, I want to learn more. I want to go read the full report, and, and that's my concern. I think that their interest would trigger it. If they want to hear what Amanda talked about, they'll go look at the supporting documents. Our job is not to spoon-feed every single person out mm-hmm. in the world. We're here to, do, to just get the minutes done for our meeting. It's not about spoon feeding. It's about making information accessible to the public. Easily accessible. How easy does it need to be? All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's bring it back next month and take it to a vote. Let's move to the 2730 board member health benefit. Well, then I'll go back to my question. Uh, this, what change made is in language, but it does not change the amount, was my question. No. Okay. It doesn't change the amount. It says up to, which what the law says is up to what the um, the faculty can, can okay. get. Okay. All right. Thank you. I just have a few questions. Yes, go ahead. So in this policy, it states that student, it takes out student trustees, um, the old policy didn't do that, so I'm, and I thought student trustees did get health benefits. So I just had a question. That's my first question. Uh, I believe who can that. answer that? Pro- probably me, but tra- traditionally, no, they have not in our history um, at this point. Okay, so that was the first. Um, the other, I just want to clarify that. So, so these are out-of-pocket expenses for health care benefits. So I mean, most of us work or are retired, so I'm assuming all of us have some level of health care benefits. So what we're really talking about is filling in gaps. And I just want to confirm that, that there's not double dipping, so it's not that people are getting health care benefits and then also getting reimbursed by the district for health care benefits, that it's just filling in gaps in coverage. So I just want to clarify that. I think that's what out-of-pocket means. All right, and then the last question with the with the next the final version of this, can we get administrative regulations to go along with it? Because I'm wondering things like what kind of documentation will be accepted to show those out of pocket expenses. You know, when do they have to be provided each month so that people can be re- reimbursed monthly? Um, I think we need some guidelines around documentation and also when it has to be provided each month. I guess a clarifying question then. For you to feel good about moving forward and voting for this, you would want to see the attendant ARs as well before you did? Yeah, or at least, I mean, at least the first, maybe the first reading of it, but that we have something to look at side by side to know how it would be implemented, you know, what kind of documentation people would have to provide and when it would have to be provided each month. Yeah. So is there a problem that we're trying to fix, Bob? Is there any issue with the current system? where invoices are submitted and we reimburse? There's no issue that I'm aware of. Okay. So are there already administrative regulations that we can look at? It's just what is it you're driving well, at? What is the problem you're trying to address? I'd like to know how people mm-hmm. prove their out-of-pocket expenses for health care benefits before the district reimburses them. I can attest in my own case. I turn in the pay stub for my pension check every month, and it's itemized how much I pay out of my pocket for health care. I circle that, and they reimburse part of that. I believe that's standard practice. And we have general guidelines for reimbursement of anybody for anything. I mean, it's not done verbally. So does it have to be by a certain month to get reimbursed for that month? Or I know there was an issue at some point of people's getting stored up over several months, which... I'm guessing would be management issue. So I'm just wondering how it's managed. And if there aren't administrative regulations, I think there should be. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's a good question. I, I mean, I think we could we can review, and, and Bob and I can certainly look at, in, with this in mind, this question in mind, which is normally on reimbursements, you're not thinking this this sliced, this finely. 
So we'll think it through with this in mind. Um, and if there are significant changes that make it, in, in my view, you know, easier for this board to understand them, we can bring those forward. If they're if they're adequate, then they're ad adequate. I, I, I don't think you need to create something separate. You have Correct. Reimbursement. Oh, we'll see. Everything else. You use that and yeah, and I wasn't intending on saying that. I, I think, I think the read has to be: Does this work? Is there? Does this work? Can we can we use this existing AR to help the board understand how it would work in this case? And and then it will be your call to talk about that in, as well. I think the difference is usually somebody. It's a one-time thing. Usually somebody purchases something and then they get reimbursed. This is a monthly thing, and I'm sure. You wouldn't want to all of a sudden get, you know, five years worth of pay stubs and asked to be reimbursed. So uh, who, I just think... Who would want to do that? I mean, you want your know. money. You, okay. You're going to take it to them as soon as you've got your three months. It sounds like there's a problem, you know, of that you're trying to address, and I'm, I'm not getting there. I, I mean, help me the get there. The problem is that she doesn't trust... No. Any of you that are getting them, and she wants. All right, to, all right. Let's, let's not get into attacking. Is uh, as a I'm not new trustee. As a new trustee, was there something when you sat down and said, "Okay, this is what trustees do," and do you get? Yeah, it's a new policy, and usually policies are backed up with AR on how they're going to be implemented. So we have created a new policy. Most policies are backed up with. An AR that says how they're going to be implemented, and I don't see why this would be any different. That's it's all. not a new I'll policy. What uh, Dr. Kraft and and his staff bring back is uh, a revising a policy. It's yeah. not a new policy. It's a revised policy. So normally the AR then might it's be revised. Than a new policy. So so I'm clear. We'll review the travel reimbursement, and it's probably adequate. It may be silent on some of these issues, which would be interesting for us to look at. Procedural. And if it needs to be fixed, then we'll. We'll fix it, but those will probably be refinements to it and, and come back. Can so, I suggest just one language change? Yes, sir. To where it says reimbursement of out-of-pocket expenses for medical insurance premiums at or below. Can we change that to premiums up to the same rate? It seems a little awkward the other way or a little yeah. just up to. That's I can see that. Much clearer. Yes. All right, let's bring it back with those changes and and any other clarifying procedural issues for someone filing that they know what deadlines, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all right, so now we're moving to the back to the action items, and we have 13, the public hearing. And let's move there. And I believe I have to open up public hearing. You skipped the consent calendar. Uh, that's been in court. We, no, we did that. Okay. And then the one we pulled has, is now 13-3. Okay. Uh, excuse me. It's. Uh, I think it's 13-1. 13-1 still. This okay. worked. Do I have to reboot my... You might have to refresh your view, which I think is F5 or view refresh. There we go. All right, so action items 13.1, formally 12.6. So approval of the special privileges for non-resident tuition waiver. Trustee Martinson had a question. I just had a question. And so this was, I think, the only one that said it wasn't budgeted. Um, so I'm just wondering if we approve this tonight, um, would this come out of the extra funds that that we had, or where would where would this come out of? So this is actually asking, um, this is a, a request that came from the Office of Student Affairs, asking for forgiveness for the non-resident tuition uh, for a student. This goes back to fall of 2015, I believe. 
this would just be a reduction in the accounts receivable balance that we have uh, on our balance sheet. So it, yes, it would have a very minimal impact, but it would have an impact on the um, uh, the uh, reserve that we have. Because if we reduce our accounts receivable on our balance sheet, then there has to be an offsetting reduction in um, in uh, 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 in the uh, fund balance on the on the uh, on the balance sheet. Do we ever budget for these kind of hardship cases, like set aside a certain amount for them? Or are they so rare that we don't do that? So. They are pretty rare. This, I believe, this is the first one that's come before you in two years. So um, these don't happen very often, and there's also a limit on the number of them that can come to you. The limit is, I believe, 20% of all non-resident tuition uh, charges um, in uh, in any given year. Thank you. All right, do I hear a motion for approval? So Move to approve. Oh. Second. All right, it's been moving properly. Second, all those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, signify by saying no. Motion carries. Oh, here we go. Oh, there we go. There we go. We're voting electronically. Now we're officially voting. Oh, I'm waiting for me. So we can't proceed without. No trustee left behind. I, I'm, I marked you in favor, Joanne. All right, moving right along, 13.2, this is the public hearing of the Napa Valley Community College District 2016-2017 adoption towards the, in the final budget. This is discussion information, and I so open the public uh, hearing. Please proceed. Hearing no... Uh, public comment or outcry. I hereby close the public hearing session of the Napa Valley Community College District 2016-2017. Any further action warranted, Caroline? Not, Not on the hearing, no. We move to 13.3. This is the final budget for 2016-2017 Napa Valley Community College District. Well, I will call on my esteemed colleague, <laughs> Vice President Robert Parker. Okay, and is there someone I can call on? Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna keep going down. Charles on the end. <laughs> That's right. So, so just a few, just a, a few comments in the document that was attached to the budget. We pointed out that. The uh, adoption final budget that will become the adopted budget, hopefully after uh, after tonight's meeting, there are really only two significant changes between what you're seeing tonight and what you saw as a part of the the presentation for the tentative budget uh, that you adopted back in June, and that is that, and we talked about one of these at the workshop uh, two weeks ago, and that is that this. <clears throat> Excuse me. General fund unrestricted budget includes about 350, a little more than 350 thousand dollars in additional revenue uh, that was not anticipated when the tentative budget was presented. We offset that or use that 350 thousand dollars in revenue to increase the amount that was budgeted for salaries in anticipation of uh, some potential salary increases that might result from contract negotiation. The other change was in our capital projects or capital outlay fund. fund. And uh, since the um, adoption of the tentative budget back in June, we have uh, the, the final payments have been made to close escrow on the Menlo property. 
And so we're including the $975,000 in revenue from the sale of the Menlo property as revenue coming into the capital projects fund. We are not including any offset because that money is being held and will be held to fund capital improvement projects um, going forward. But the other comment that I wanted to make is that in the tentative budget, when we presented the tentative budget, we presented an estimate of what we expected the actual expenditures to be and the actual year-end close to look like for 2015-2016. We did not include that in the uh, presentation or, or what was sent to you tonight for the final budget because we are still in the process of closing our fiscal year. We are still in the process. In fact, as I mentioned earlier tonight, the auditors are coming in next week to do their field work. And so in order to avoid presenting yet another set of what is not an actual but really an estimate of the end of the fiscal year, we did not include that in, uh, in the final budget uh, packet that we sent to you. I can report, however, that we are not seeing any significant changes between the um, estimate that we presented to you for the tentative budget and what we're seeing right now as we close the fiscal year. And so we are still anticipating, as we reported with the tentative budget, still anticipating that we will be adding about $2.9 million to our, we will show, I should say, about a $2.9 million surplus for 2015-2016. Uh, when we back out some reserves that were set aside by you, by board action, to uh, allow us to fund PERS and STRS increases and other improvements um, over the next few years, we will still, we're anticipating adding to our unallocated, unrestricted reserve, approximately $1.2 million this year, which would bring us up, when we look at what our unrestricted reserve was last year, would bring us up to a reserve of almost $4.5 million, which reflects almost 12% of our unrestricted um, operating expenses for 16-17. So, the first surplus that we've reported in a few years and also the ability to increase our uh, reserve, getting very close to that 12%, we're at like 11.6%, so very close to that 12% that um, was adopted as a goal. We thought we'd get to 9% this year, but it looks like we'll be very close to the 12% this year. Yes, Amy. Um, which, what page is the the Menlo money? Because I looked on uh, page 14, at the, that's the restricted capital outlay, and I don't see it there. Uh, what, what page would that be on? So it would be, so it's mentioned on page 5, and then if you look at, I believe it is on page 14. Um, if you, No, I'm sorry, it's, it is on page 18. And so if you were to compare what you see on page, if you look at the tentative budget, local income was 129000 In the final budget, local income is 1127000 And that reflects the inclusion. If you look at comparing the tentative budget to the final budget, that, that reflects the inclusion of the uh, funds that we'll, we will receive from the sale of the Menlo property. Because it can only be used for capital outlay, shouldn't it also be reflected in on page 14 under capital outlay? No. So page 14 is strictly restricted funds. And so restricted funds are things, are funds that we receive. They're either grants or it's categorical funding from the state. And those are restricted to the uses that the funding source uh, restricts the funds to. Capital projects, our capital projects fund, which is locally controlled, is a separate report and a separate fund in our accounting system. And so the proceeds from the Menlo property would go into our local funding for capital projects 
it is restricted to capital projects, which is why it's lo why it's listed in the capital projects fund. Yes, I can't find the capital projects fund. Okay. Sorry. It's, it's on page 18 in the document. Sorry, I don't see a capital projects fund. Somebody help me out. Oh, okay, it's the title of the whole fund. I was looking down the sides. Okay, all right. Thank you. Appreciate that. And sure. I, I just want to say thank you for delivering us a balanced budget and increasing our reserve and also just for doing such a thorough presentation at our last meeting and answering all of the questions. And so, um, anyway, I was impressed, and thank you. Well, thank you. We have a, we have a great team in the um, business and finance office. And thank you. I will let them know. I'd like to second that. I think we all would like to. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, this is a uh, action item, as I understand. Move approval. Second. And move them properly. Second. Let's get the electronic uh, voting up. Okay, where's the vote button? Right in front of it, right in front. Dead second. Oh, way down there. there you go. Guess what, Carolee? I got it. Yay! <laughs> oh, I get to change my vote if I want to. <laughs> this is this is very cool. <laughs> I think that's designed for the academic Yeah, well. <laughs> We have the uh, scorecard. The envelope, please. <laughs> uh, unanimous uh, in favor. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 13-4, ratify financial documents. I just need for uh, the faculty members here. The two of you, I I just want you to know, as the historian, I haven't forgotten the life we lived. Of if it's over five percent, belongs in salary. So um, that you know, that number is uh, uh, something I remember. All right. Uh, we're on uh, 13-4. Move to approve. And move and properly second. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Wait. Aye. We aye. have to wait for the electronic vote. I'm just getting so anxious here about and pop up again, Can you re re tell me who motioned and seconded? I'm I sorry. Kyle second. <laughs> I jumped. jumped a while. Hey, twice in a row. Does, does it show up regardless of what screen you're on? No. No. Yeah. How much time do I have? Can I go back to there? Unanimous in favor. Thank you very much. We're on uh, 14 board reports, 14-1 standing committee and other appointment reports. Let's see, let's begin with uh, Rafael Rios and the Viticulture and Winery Foundation. No meeting, no report. Redevelopment Oversight Committee, that's uh, Joanne Busenberg. Well. I'm looking. I thought there was a meeting scheduled this month, but I don't see it, so it may have been put off there. What they're waiting for is to uh, reach agreement on the sale of uh, Fire Museum. Very good. The Legislative Affairs Committee 
and the guardian. Again, we haven't met. However, we do have a meeting scheduled a week from today, right in this very room at 4 o'clock. Thank you very much. The audit committee report. Back to you, Dan DeGuardi. Uh, again, no report. No meeting. Thank you very much. Moving to 14.2, the ad hoc committee report. And that would be... Board of Trustees, Policy Manual, Chapter, Rafael Rios. Oh, Amy. We, we didn't meet. We had no report. All right. Moving to the Trustee and Board Chair reports. I'll start with, since Amy posted something, let's talk about Amy. Go ahead, please. Um, so just... Uh, well, Gabriel mentioned it, but I, uh, every the first Tuesday of every month, there are free documentaries uh, in the community room at 7 p.m., and I attended, uh, I think it was the first one last night, about um, the plight of undocumented students in the U.S. Um, just a couple future agenda requests. Um, my understanding was that the parliamentarian was going to uh, based on his observations and his work with us, was going to write up a report um, with some recommendations for us. So if that's happened, I'd like to see that put on the agenda so we can review his recommendations and discuss them. Uh, second agenda request, um, at our last meeting, Dr. Kraft mentioned that he felt that the climate is very positive on campus right now. Um, I'd heard that a while back the Inclusivity Committee had started working on an employee climate survey um, and I'd like to know if that ever happened um, or what happened to that um, because I think it would be helpful to get actual data from an employee climate survey. Uh, and then lastly, um, I'd like to put on the agenda, I'm requesting that we look at the media coverage on the on-campus housing. Um, I know Dr. Kraft acknowledged that there were mistakes in the coverage, which I appreciate. Um, I I actually had people come to me from the community upset, you know, wondering, like, why do we need a gym? Why do we need a store? Which we know that we're very far from, but somehow that made its way into the coverage, um, as did other things. Um, this is not my report, but um, there was information about the faculty that it was going to be part of their benefits package. So just kind of seemed like the, the story got far away from us. So I'd like to talk about um, how that happened and how we can prevent that from happening in the future. And then lastly, an announcement. Uh, there's going to be a free suicide prevention conference here at the college in the big theater on September 23rd from 8.30 to noon. Uh, and anyone can register online. That's it. Thank you very much. Um, Mr. Dan DeGuardi. Um, well, first of all, TIP Register had a very nice article about TIP. I think most everybody saw that. You know, sign-ups are still going on right now. Orientation in October. Classes start in November. Uh, Marin College had their graduation a couple weeks ago. Excited on that. We meet again uh, a week from tomorrow. Um, again, like I said last week, most of my activity in the past month has been political activity, so I, I'm not going to report on that per se. However, what I'd like to say, trying to word this without crossing the political line here, but I met with um, with uh, just about every local official, and once the conversation went beyond the political realm, we talked about the partnerships with Napa College. In other words, city council people, we talked about their plans for Kennedy Park and how that ties in with the with the college. And uh, the other, the, the statewide office, people, um, you know, Bill Dodd, Cecilia Aguilar, the, the point, meeting with them, even if we don't accomplish anything, it's, it's getting to know them, nurturing the relationships so that when things come up on the legislative committee and we need to call these people to lobby for certain legislation that we're interested in, it's good that they know the person they're talking to and it's not just somebody calling them. And it's, I think it's Meeting with these people is quite helpful for our future needs. And then one little thing that has nothing to do 
with politics or with the college. But I think Amanda knows what I'm going to talk about. I um, have a brand-new grandbaby, and what's, <laughs> what's very interesting about this, our family is loaded with, uh, with boys, and this is the first uh, baby girl, and we're all very thrilled about that. My daughter-in-law was scheduled for a C-section actually tomorrow, but uh, baby Lily had other plans and uh, announced her arrival on the 29th. So, very cool. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Mr. Kyle Iverson. I uh, have been meeting with some uh, local officials, and I think kind of going back with what Dan's saying, there's some great opportunities and some discussions to be had with partnerships down the road with Kennedy Park and the, the housing. So it's pretty brief tonight. That's really all I have to talk about. Thank you, Kyle. Well, uh, talk about the run. Do you actually run, or do we just sponsor? Run for run for. Well, we're actually still working on putting that together, so it's going through the permit process with the city. I think that should be signed off pretty quick. Cassidy's been doing a great job with it, and soliciting for donations if anybody's wanting to donate. Well, it's a fundraiser for the Patty Renfro Scholarship. Just to. So its purpose is to raise donations. So silent auction, let me know. Marianne, Miss Marianne Cousin. I have a lot to say. Right. Unlike what's, what's the limit? Unlike any other time, right? Raphael's the time. <laughs> so, as someone who's uh, originally from Ferguson, Missouri, I really loved the uh, article about our police academy and the cultural diversity training, and I think that uh, that should go viral. <laughs> I mean, I think that was just an incredible article that, um, you know, that nobody's really talking about that piece of it. You know, they're talk everybody's conversations are around after the incidents or after, um, and to be having a conversation about where it starts and how it's happening uh, to me, it was just, it was great. It was beyond great. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to mention that. And I've only missed one police academy graduation since I've been on the board. So I uh, very, very much support our police academy. The other thing, I was, uh, was going to bring this up, but I was so inspired by uh, the STEM conversations that it really, um, you know, it just kind of hit home for me because of the work that I do. And uh, recently, I went back to work for a company that I was consulting for. And I went back, went to consulting for another company, and then that company called me and wanted me to come back as an employee. So I got hired um, as senior vice president of a staffing company in Oakland. And um, and as you know, that puts me in front of the job market every day. <clears throat> and what makes me real passionate about being here. And when I was listening to, you know, listening to Jose and everybody talk about the STEM program and how it's growing, it needs to be growing. And we need to be really supportive of it because... The lines are blurred anymore in what's science and what's technology and what's marketing. You know, it's, it's if I'm pl putting somebody in a marketing job, it's, you know, uh, very much technology uh, related. And uh, uh, one of my clients made an offer to somebody this past week in a job that paid $110 an hour. And she turned it down because she had multiple offers. So that's just how, uh, you know, technology and science is driving our market. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to bring that up. 
And last, um, I'm so glad that I'm living in the Bay Area because I just got back from St. Louis. It was hot, humid. I have mosquito bites all over me. Um, But it was wonderful uh, seeing family and having some good, authentic cannoli. (laughs) Thank you very much, Annette. Uh, Graduation is 10 on 10, Saturday at 10 a.m. in the gymnasium. Thank you very much. Joanne. Uh, I I thought we were going to add new agenda items to the to the agenda so that, uh, like Amy, you know, did hers with her report, but it'd be easier for you if we had that on the, wouldn't it be? Um, you'll have to talk to your board chair. Yeah, but I I've, <laughs> I got that, but I'm just saying, you know, uh, technolo- technologically, uh, wouldn't it be simpler for you if it were part of the agenda rather than picking up? Uh, I think so, but I think there was some advice from legal um, that that wasn't the best way to address that, I think. That is correct. Uh, so send a uh, an email, a copy, Dr. Well, Kraft okay, here. We do have an agenda planning meeting, as you know, being a past president or past board chair yourself, and we could certainly include those. Uh, as I've written down Amy's suggestions, uh, Okay, well, it just seems cumbersome, but I'm not going to argue with legal, obviously. Uh, I, I want to, we have an agenda item of naming of the tennis courts, discussion and, and action uh, items. And uh, the some time ago, Diana Chabody mentioned to us uh, there's this hybrid or whatever it is between non-credit and uh, credit that uh, it doesn't take two years to get through the process uh, via the chancellor's office or or whatever. I'd I'd like to I'd like to understand what those are now that we have a permanent director in the Upper Valley uh, uh, and interesting that putting out an RFI and only getting one response. Is, what, what was our mailing list like? Well, anyway, I'm not supposed to be answering questions. But if so, I'd, however that, whatever that's called, I'd like to uh, have a conversation about that. Mr. Chair, I didn't want to go backwards, and I don't want to take Raphael's turn, but one thing that I would, it, as we were going through these trustee reports, um, for a future agenda, I'd like to, See emeritus status as a topic for Trustee Busenbark. Be on the agenda. Thank you. Very thoughtful of you. Kelsey. Thank you, Mr. Please. Chair. You've been quiet all evening. Uh, okay, so first, on, on behalf of, of all students, I would like to give a big shout out. Uh, and huge props for the Dwight D. Eisenhower Fellowship Grant. And just a big thank you to everybody who has made that happen and a part of our school. Um, and then also uh, just a big thanks to the presentation, Science, Mathematics, Engineering Division, what, what they brought to us today. Um, I've had the opportunity, I've been invited to uh, some of the internships that, that are offered, uh, both in clinics and laboratories, and I'm I'm also very fortunate to personally have benefited from many many things, and I did not realize that it was on the last year of that. So that's um, you know being someone who who is studying in, in that field, uh, I just absolutely agree that we can't put too much focus in in that area. Thank you. Did you do Dwight? Did you do the Eisenhower? Did you do a grant, Dwight and I? No, personally, I did not. That, that's an amazing. Uh, it you know, is. Nobody knows. You know. Anyway, Mr. Rafael Rios. I actually don't have anything to say. No, I I did not actually do any 
Well, that's not board-related, oh, okay. but I caught lots of fish. But um, I was looking forward to the Storm Golf Classic. I heard a rumor it's not happening. Who, who was it that started that rumor? I said if you did not pay up quick that they may cancel it. So you and Joanne and Kyle. So was you. You started the rumor. <laughs> No, they're, they're getting a lot of attention, and people are signing up, and we'd love to have a foursome with you. Well, I will so have to. Date? The 23rd, 23rd of September, and it's all day if you could make it, and if not, come for dinner, and Raphael's buying drinks, I think. Would you like me to send you that information again? Yes. Thank you. Thanks. I'm going to play at it, yes. Well, I don't want to show you up. That's all, Joanne. We'll put something like that in your, uh, well, anyway, proclamation. Anyway, um, I don't know what it is, it is about academia and, and wine or the wine business. I've had, like, of course, I work at, the, at a winery, Trefethen Winery. And it's just the last month have been faculty from all over the world have come through and just by chance, and as well as uh, classified and so on and so forth. But two kind of jumped out at me. I know I didn't offer them jobs or anything, but I said I know who people know people who might be able to help you out. And one said, uh, I asked, what are you doing? He said, well, nothing in two uh, weeks now. And turned out she was uh, on the Canadian Olympic team and was in a, a swimmer, and the other one was her significant other, who was on the 2012 Canadian Olympic team, and they tended to like the weather here in Montreal. So I said, well, send your CV to somebody here. But uh, Anyway, yeah, yeah, Raphael, a journalism major and something like that. But it was just kind of fascinating, the opportunities that we have here at Napa Valley. Perhaps we'll have a educational education for the faculty students from around the world on wine, glass of wine, talk about education. Anyway, uh, and I'll fund that, right? Um, the other is uh, tomorrow is California Admission Day and 1850, where we became a part of the greatest nation in the world. And it's so wonderful to be part of the greatest educational system in the world here in California. Thank you very much. And with that, I adjourn the meeting at 921 Pacific Daylight Time.